than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Look out, Captain. A nuclear missile, guided by a blind man in a wheelchair. We're going to die. Relax. It's just the typical confusion podcast hosted by Jim Holiday. Oh my god, he's so sexy and cute. Come to me, Jimmy. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. Anchor has the ability for you to include guests in your show. Your followers on the podcast can leave you voicemail messages. And you can include them in your show. You can also monetize your podcast with advertising. One of the many features that Anchor offers. And the accounts are free. Most of the other podcast providers want you to pay for all of their services. Anchor does not. Check them out today by going to http colon slash slash anchor.fm and signing up for a free account. Unsolved Mysteries. Gordon case is undoubtedly without parallel in the criminal annals of America. It is perhaps the most puzzling murder which has occurred anywhere in the whole world. The perpetrator of this double murder was saved from the gallows by a most extraordinary chain of circumstances. Circumstances which perhaps would not recur in a thousand years. in Fall River, Massachusetts, was a house of silences. A house of moody, brooding silences brought about by pent-up hatreds, petty jealousies, niggardly dealings in money matters, and two daughters who hated their stepmother. A stepmother who hated with equal intensity her two stepdaughters. Even from the outside, the Borden house where it stood on South Main Street had about it an air of ineffable doom. The atmosphere of a place accursed. It is exactly 30 seconds before 11 o'clock on the morning of August the 4th. Bridget, the maid, finished with her morning duties, is resting in her room on the third story. Mr. Borden is lying on the couch in the living room. Emma Borden is away from home. And Lizzie... Lizzie Borden is standing on the back porch. Bridget! Bridget! Come here! What's the matter, Miss Lizzie? Come down quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. 
Don't go in, Bridget. Don't go in. Get a doctor. Run across the street and get Dr. Bowen. Is there anything wrong, Lizzie? Oh, Mrs. Churchill, someone has killed father. Please, please come over. I'll be over right away. The doctor isn't home. I left word for him to come. Miss Lizzie, where were you when this happened? I was out in the yard. I heard a groan. The screen door was wide open. I came in. Lizzie, Lizzie, where is your father? In the living room. Where were you, Lizzie, when it happened? I went to the barn to get a piece of iron. Where is your mother? I don't know. She had a note to go see someone who was sick. It must have been in town. But I thought I heard her come in. I don't know, but what she may have been killed, too. Father must have an enemy. What's all this, Lizzie? What's it to hear about your father? It's Dr. Bowen. And he has Officer Allen with him. Oh, doctor. Doctor, in the living room. All right, all right. Now stand back. Come on, doctor. No, no need to examine him to see whether or not he's dead. Get me a sheet, somebody. How long have you been dead, doc? Mm, about ten minutes. Still warm. Lizzie. Yes, doctor. Where were you when this happened? I was over at the barn. Where were you, Bridget? In my room. Upstairs. Well, did you hear anything? No. Were you asleep? No. I've just been lying down for a few seconds. Now listen. Nobody could have killed this man the way he's been killed without making some noise. No signs of any weapon either, officer. Let me see your hands, Bridget. That's it. Turn around. Oh, nothing there. You, Miss Lizzie. Let me see your hands. Me? Me? Yes, you. Whoever killed this man must have left some traces. And you were the only two people in the house. There's no signs of blood on Lizzie. Not even inside her body. I've looked, Bridget. You go upstairs and see if Mother's come in. Not alone, Miss Lizzie. I'm not going up those stairs alone. I'll go with you. Oh. Doctor! Doctor Lizzie! Oh. That's... that's Mrs. Borden? Yes, yes. I knew something like this would happen. What? Why? I just did. That's all. Alan. Yes, Doctor? She's... Mrs. Borden's been dead anywhere from one hour to two hours. And he's been dead only a few minutes. Yes. Well, every one of you stay where you are. I'm going to search for the weapon. But neither Officer Allen nor any other of the many members of the police force ever found the weapon. Mrs. Churchill, from her window across the driveway, saw no one enter or leave the house. Mrs. Borden, the murdered woman, weighed nearly 200 pounds, yet no one heard a sound when the murderer failed her. Not a sound, not a cry, not a clue, but suspicions, yes. Lizzie Borden lay in prison, staring at the whitewashed ceiling, hearing again and again the same words, different voices, but always the same words. Where were you, Lizzie Borden, when this happened? 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 The Superior Court of New Bedford on this day, June the 20th, now in session. Chief Justice Albert Mason presiding. All stand while the justice takes his seat. Mr. Robinson, you may begin your closing appeal to the jury. Gentlemen of the jury, you have heard the witnesses describe the sitting room in which Mr. Borden was killed. Of the walls, the ceiling were splattered with blood. Now, gentlemen of the jury, almost two hours elapsed between the murders. At no time was Miss Lizzie Borden out of the sight of Bridget the Maid or Mr. Borden before his death for a period of more than 20 minutes. How could she cleanse herself of bloodstains in that length of time? I repeat, how could she cleanse herself of bloodstains in that length of time? She could not. Now remember that according to the state, Lizzie Borden must have killed her stepmother about 9.30, got rid of the weapon, cleansed herself, and appeared before Bridget the maid before 9.45. Again, she had between 10.45 and 11 o'clock 
in which to kill Mr. Borden, again dispose of the weapon, and again cleanse herself of bloodstains. Impossible, gentlemen of the jury, impossible. Within 15 minutes of Mr. Borden's death, Lizzie Borden was examined by Mrs. Churchill, who stated that there were no bloodstains on Lizzie Borden's person, not even inside her bodice. I have finished. I ask that you think carefully and seriously upon the evidence presented when you return your verdict. The district attorney may address the jury. <clears throat> Gentlemen of the jury, the defense contend that Lizzie Borden did not have time to cleanse herself after killing her stepmother. Hmm. Now that is something that no one can say. The medical testimony cannot and does not specify the exact moment at which Mrs. Borden was struck down. And Lizzie Borden may have had ample time in which to rid herself of the telltale bloodstains. In regard to the killing of Mr. Borden, I admit the difficulty. I cannot answer it. You cannot answer it. But, gentlemen of the jury, Lizzie Borden was the only person who could have committed the double murder. And so I say to you, gentlemen of the jury, as presiding judge in this case, that if the state have not proved their case, then you must find for the prisoner and return a verdict so. You may retire to consider your verdict. While the jury retire to consider their verdict, consider the case. It is not easy to remove bloodstains. Bloodstains can be removed more or less easily from the smooth skin of the face, but from the hands, no. Remember, too, that there was no bathtub in the Borden home. Do not lose sight of the fact that no weapon was found, no burned clothes were found, and the murderer must have been literally saturated with the victim's blood. Consider, too, that at any moment Bridget, the maid, or Mr. Borden could have walked upstairs and discovered the murderer killing Mrs. Borden. The jury have been out almost an hour. It is 4.30, and they file to their places in the jury box. Are the gentlemen of the jury agreed upon a verdict? We are, Your Honor. Lizzie Borden, stand up. Face the jury. We, the jury, find the prisoner not guilty. A careful reading without emotion or favor of the trial transcript must convince any unprejudiced person that Lizzie Borden did not commit the double murder. Since this is an unsolved mystery, any solution is necessarily a supposition based, however, upon the known facts. A possible solution will be presented after you have heard from your sponsor.
On two occasions previous to the Borden murders, the Borden home had been robbed of jewelry and money. Stray tramps had probably perpetrated the robberies, and remember that these gentlemen of the highway leave secret markings on walls and houses informing their brothers of the road that these houses are easy to rob, or perhaps a mark that tells that the householder is kindly and that food will be forthcoming. It is the morning of the murder. Lizzie? Lizzie? Yes, Mother? I'm going to town to visit a friend who isn't feeling well. Now, Mother? I'm going to my room to dress first. Have Bridget wash the windows. Yes, Mother. Bridget? Oh, Bridget? Yes, Miss Lizzie? I'm going to do some ironing. Will you wash the windows? Yes, Miss Lizzie. I've got the water and everything ready now. I'm going right outside. <laughs> Both of the irons won't be hard for quite a spell. I'll go over to the barn and get the lead to make these sinkers for my fishing line. A tramp hidden in the basement since early morning makes his way into the house. This is his opportunity for petty theft. The house is empty, he thinks. In the upper room, he comes face to face with Mrs. Borden. He silences her unuttered cry with a blow. Panic seizes him and he turns to flee. Escape is impossible. Lizzie Borden has returned from the barn and tremblingly the murderer hides in the same room where his victim lies dead. Here's your father, Miss Lizzie. I'm going up to my room for a few minutes. Very well, Bridget. Oh, hello, Father. Oh, hello, Lizzie. Any mail for me, Father? No, not the same, Lizzie. I'm tired. I think I'll lie down for a bit on the sofa. All right. I'm going out of the barn for a piece of iron. The murderer, still hidden in the upper room, hears the door slam. He creeps downstairs to the living room, sees Mr. Borden on the sofa, and thinking he's asleep, tries to creep past him. Borden looks up, sees the blood-stained figure, but like Mrs. Borden, he is silenced with a blow before he can say a word. The back door creaks. Lizzie's returning. In a moment, the hue and cry will be raised. The murderer's only chance is to hide in the basement and wait for an opportune moment to escape. And so Fall River had an unsolved mystery. For the police, despite a statement that a murderer could have entered the house through the basement, didn't even look in the basement till the next day. And the murderer had, of course, made his escape in the dark of the previous night. <laughs> 